0: Let's lift up the Lord right now. He's worthy. Come on. Give Him a shout of praise right now. Lord, we praise You. Lord, we praise You. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so today. Oh, I praise Your name, Jesus. I love You, Lord. I feel His presence here. And whether you realize it or not, Jesus said the tabernacle in the earth was a type and the shadow of a tabernacle that was in heaven. So there is a throne room, a holy of holies. And he went in there once with his own blood and he tore the veil in two uh, so that we can all go into his presence boldly. And if you don't, you're missing your opportunity because you're in the throne room today. You're in the presence of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you're there. You can experience it because of the blood of Jesus. Oh, come on, let's worship him one more time. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I praise you, Lord. Reach over and connect with somebody right now. We're standing with guests and friends and family members. I want you to pray for that one on your left and your right right now. Jesus, we're asking you to have your way right now. Somebody's life is shattered, broken. You've come to restore it. You've come to heal it. Somebody's here today, and they got it all together, and everything's good, and the sun is shining. Lord, I pray you give us a heart of thanksgiving. Lord, because you've been so good to us. Somebody here is sick today, you're able to heal them. Somebody here today is well, and they're feeling good. We're here to thank you, Jesus. I praise you, God. Do your work in this place today. I give you mighty praise. I love you, Lord. I praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God's going to do mighty things in this place today. Turn to your neighbor and tell them I'm expecting God to do mighty things today. Amen. We welcome our guests today. We are so honored that you are here. Amen. Let's give our guests a warm welcome today. Amen. And with that, we are so honored and privileged to have Chelsea and Long Wynn. You know, most of you, we got some new folks here. Chelsea is the pastor's daughter, and uh, she is married. Amen. That's a good thing. We're glad Long and Chelsea are here. Amen. We're honored they are here today. We love them. Both of them. Can't love one without the other. Of of course, we did until we met Long, but... And... uh, it's our privilege today. Brother Long is going to preach to us today. That's going to be a good thing. He's got a word from the Lord. But I do want to introduce him today. I want to say too long today, I appreciate his love for my daughter. No father could ask for any more. Uh, I told him uh, on the day he married her that he gave her a look. He gave her a face, a look that nobody else could give her. And as a father, that's amazing and an amazing blessing to me. And long, I'll always remember the invitation to go get coffee at Starbucks. I knew what was coming. Had to act like I didn't. And uh, I was kind of waiting on him to get it started. And I saw him fidgeting and I wasn't going to help him any. I saw him being real fidgety and messing with stuff and then I heard him say well I heard the best way to get to know somebody is to share your testimony with them and it was on he shared with me what God had done in his life and for that I'm thankful his parents immigrated to this nation when he was just a small boy and he was not raised in church but he came to know the Lord in Wichita and Brother Cornwell's church and God filled him with the Holy Ghost long before he met Chelsea. So I'm thankful for that. God's got his hand on his life. And when Chelsea turned 12, I asked her to make a list of all the things that were important to her in finding a spouse because I wanted her to stay focused on what was important before some smooth-talking cat come around. And so at 12, she wrote the very first thing on her list, love God a lot. The very last thing on her list, put God first she found him and I told Long that day at Starbucks the only thing a dad could ask I'm not going to tell you a lot of things but I want to tell you one thing if you'll love God more than you love my daughter everything will be fine if you love God more than you love my daughter we're not going to have any other gods before him but if you'll love my God more than you'll love my daughter, I believe everything will be fine. And he's coming to preach the word of the Lord today. I honor him today, and I'm thankful he's taking care of my daughter. Amen. Would you give Long Wind a warm welcome, as he comes, my son in law, to come and preach today? I love you, Long.
1: Thank you Jesus amen that was such a good worship service amen and uh, really today i 'm just going to share my testimony with you guys um, I guess if the in-laws keep inviting me back for the holidays you guys might as well get to know who I am amen <laughs> so um, I thank the pastor and everyone here you guys have just been so welcoming and friendly I consider you my family and I thank you for this privilege um, I guess if anyone's wondering what it's like to date a pastor's daughter, all I can say is, I hope you have good life insurance. (laughs) You will receive a lot of death threats. Amen. Amen. I've heard several times, treat her right or else. (laughs) I'm glad I chose to not find out what the or else is. Amen. Um, I do feel at the end of my message, and after I tell you my testimony, um, I, I really want to help somebody today. And I feel like I have a word from God. I want to start off with this scripture in Exodus fourteen ten. Amen. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold the egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid and the children of israel cried out unto god and said unto moses because there were no graves in egypt hast thou taken us out taken us away to die in the wilderness wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of egypt is not this the word That we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptian. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And you guys can be seated. Amen. As you guys were just told, I'm originally from Vietnam. I grew up in a small fishing village in South Vietnam. At the age of six-year-old, my family came to America. I didn't know how blessed I was to be given such an opportunity to live in the greatest nation on the earth. America is the greatest nation in the world. Amen. You might ask me how I know this, you can look at all the applications of people wanting to enter. Amen. There are millions entering in legally every year, and there are millions and millions more waiting to enter. You can't say that about North Korea. Can't say that about China. So we are a nation under God, the greatest nation in the world. Praise God. I grew up in a Catholic house. I went to a Catholic school my whole life. I never knew God. I didn't have a relationship with Him. You know, I did all the good things a Catholic boy did. I prayed the Hail Mary, I prayed the Lord's Prayer. I went to communion, I went to confession, I just didn't know him, and I grew up in that. There were times in my life where I really considered there has to be more in this life than what I'm doing, amen? There were stages in my life where I truly desired to know him because I knew there was a wonderful guy out there. I knew there was a God that created this earth. Nothing is by chance. Amen. I currently work um, for the city of Wichita, and I know quite a bit about the ozone layer. When you think about the ozone, the atmosphere above us, and you truly think about the gases and in the, in the elements that's keeping us safe... There has to be a God. Amen? And there can only be one God. And we serve that living God today. Amen? Praise God. I went to Bishop Carroll, which is a Catholic school. You know, that was a stage in my life where I was trying to just understand who I, who I am. You know, you develop your personality, you develop the people who you're hanging out with, and you kind of start going in certain directions in your life, because you're taking steps toward turning 18, you're taking steps toward becoming an adult, and you know, this is not something I'm proud to say, but I started hanging out the wrong crowds, I started partying, I started drinking, I started smoking, I was in all types of sin, you know, I just really wanted to fit in, I wanted to be popular, we all want that, we all want, as Sister Erica said, relationships, amen, I do believe now, I was not happy with myself, and I was really just trying to figure out who I am. I, I was trying to figure out who I'm going to be. And that is just a path I took. So as I got out of high school, I, I started college, and I started kind of getting a little more serious about my career path and who I'm going to be as an adult. I started college, and I ran into one of my good friends, and one of my good friends, he started telling me about God, and he started telling me about how he's coming back. I know now some of the things he told me wasn't even in the Bible, <laughs> but, but some of those things that he told me scared me. Woo. See, the fear of God can have a lasting impression on somebody. The fear of God got me to a place where maybe I do need to figure out who this God is. I need to figure out where I'm going to end up when I die. See, things in this life is temporary. It's very temporary. But we must be able to look beyond that and look beyond to the eternal, where our final resting place is. Come on, church. We're in church today because not we're not living for this life, but we're waiting for an eternal life that is coming. Where the streets are gold. There's no fear. There's no more sorrows. But there is one true living God that we shall serve. Amen. I was so scared after he told me all those lies. My goodness, fire is coming on the earth. There's a, there's a God that's coming back. Some of that is true. <laughs> you know, I, I came, I accepted his invitation, and I came to my bishop's church, Bishop Cornwell. I came to First Pentecostal Church, and I was just sitting there in the third row. I had no idea what was going on around me, and you got to understand what I grew up in. I, I grew up with a priest that walked around in a robe and, you know, just talked real quiet, was real meek, but this, this was before even the service started, and people were shouting, and people were praising God. And I started just shaking and crying in the third row. That's the God we serve, amen. See, I didn't even need to come to an altar, but he reached out for me. Hallelujah. See, in Jeremiah 1.5, it says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. See, he has a plan in your life, church. He knew you before you even came to an altar. Before you even knew that you needed to know him. Before you even knew that he could free you and heal you. He knew you from your womb. He knew you before you were formed. Hallelujah. He has a plan in your life, church. Your born-again experience is not by mistake. It is by God's plan. My born-again experience wasn't by mistake. It was God's plan. It's not coincidence that Moses floated down a river. God had a plan for Moses. He has a plan for you. Praise God. I felt this as I wrote this message that some of you have forgotten why God called you out of the world. Some of you are doubting your calling. Some of you are doubting what he has chosen you to do and the task that he has put before you. I'm here to remind you That he has a plan for you. He has a calling upon your life, and he has not removed it. For the gifts and calling of God is without repentance. God is a good God, He loves you. He has bought you out of the miry clay, He has set your feet on the rock to stay. He is for you, church. It's not a coincidence. It's not a mistake. But he has a calling and plan for you in your life. He does. When I joined the church, I didn't have a family in church. Sister Erica talked about it. You know it, you're in charge of your own salvation. But if there is a new convert, Or if there's somebody that doesn't have a family, it is the responsibility of the church. Because we're family. We're citizens in heaven. We're brothers and sisters. It is our opportunity and it is our duty to nurture them, to teach them, to show them the love of God. When I was a young man, a babe in Christ, I was on fire for God. I was full of energy. I wore my favorite outfit to church, shorts, sandals, and a t-shirt, praise God. I was full of energy and on fire for God. See, I grew up in dead religion, I grew up in dead church services. I slept through most of that. But I was out praising most church folks in sandals. How are you going to let some kid in sandals out praise you? Come on now, church. Pentecost has the best music. We have the best singers. We have the best praise and worship service. So it is okay for us to be a little bit radical. It is okay for us to shout a little bit and clap a little bit, because we know the one and true living God. Go ahead and stand and praise him right now. Yes, because we know who you are, and we worship you, God, and we make use of this opportunity to praise your name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. Get a little radical right now. Get a little built up in your spirit because you are no ordinary Christian. You have a name on you the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. In my young walk with God, you know, I was searching in the Bible. I was reading the Bible. But I came across a movie that stood out in my life. Go ahead and run, young young people. Praise God. I came across a movie called Furious Love. This this movie made such an impact in my life. It, it, It showed Christians... From all over the world. It didn't matter the denomination, but it showed the life that they lived. And, and, and in the movie, it talked about the evil that, that is in the world, and the stuff that goes on in Thailand, the stuff that goes on in the U.S. It talked about men, women, and children being sold into slavery, being sold for money. And it talked about wizards and witches. And these Christians, they would would actually confront the evil. See, church, you have dominion in this world. Don't back down when something is coming your way because you have a name that could cast that thing back. Yes, and it showed these Christians just showing the love to these people. These people in Thailand selling themselves, and, and it showed these Christians just using the love of Christ, furious love. And it talked about where sin does abound, grace does much more abounds. Amen. And the, and the movie showed the power of God and how Christians can pray for the sick and the sick person recovers. And in this movie, it showed a man just walking in crutches and he was limping. And this Christian man, he came out of nowhere And he was like, can I pray for you, sir? And the guy accepted the prayer. The Christian man prayed, and nothing happened. But he prayed again, and that man walked away without his crutches. See, that is the furious love of God that doesn't quit. See, we need to come to a revelation that his name is powerful. His name can heal the sick. I know there are sick folks in here, but we have to get to an understanding that God is able. We don't need to live below what God has in store for us, but we need to start reaching and believing in the fullness of his word, the fullness of his plan. And the fullness of what he has in store for us. This movie developed in me a desire to see the supernatural and to use his love to manifest the kingdom of God. And it sparked a fire in me to have God use me. And I I, I had to start changing my mindset. And I had to start breaking away some things. And I started, you know, praying to God. Shev, you want to start loading that video? Don't play it yet. But I started praying to God that he would use me. And I started praying that I would be bold enough to start doing these things. And my friends and I, we were all new converts. And we were just on fire for God. You know, I'm going to fully warn you, this, this was a video when I was first coming into church. So I, I was a little long-winded with my prayers. I, I made sure that I broke every single curse and, and made sure to pray for their parents. And, and I, I just didn't know any better. But, but we're just going to just watch this video and this is for the glory of God. Go ahead and play it, Shayla. Lord
2: God bless his name. May you minister angel the fire on this leg right now. May she no longer have to watch this. Walk on this immobilizer. May you just bless us right now. Show your love on this leg, Lord Jesus. Heal her right now to where she is not able. She, where to, where she is able to walk around and to be able to move around without this thing. May all the pain be away. I bind up this pain, this fear of this obedience. I loosen all her muscles in her legs. Bless, 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 Lord God. Bless this leg and show your love in this leg. In Jesus Christ's name, may the Holy Spirit move throughout this leg to where she's able to move. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you, God. Glory to the Father in heaven. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. It's alright, baby, you try to move around in that? We'll take that off and move around in that? I'm going to take it off. Later? Yeah. I'm how do you think it feels now? It feels better than what it did. How about how about we actually take that off? Because I believe you can move without it. Without that right now. Okay. Yeah? Sorry, we take it off? I'll hold this you once you take it off. In the name of Jesus, you will move. We will work fine in the name of Jesus Christ. I May mean, all the pain be gone right now in the name of Jesus Christ. May all the glory and may all the praise be given to Jesus Christ right now for fixing that knee. The Holy Spirit moving that knee, Lord God. May you send an angel over that knee and just bless that knee right now so where she's able to move her legs, move her knees, Lord God. May you just bless it right now, Lord Jesus. Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, bless her right now, Lord God. Show her that you love her, Lord God, because you have no respect for a person, Lord God. Because you can heal anyone and everyone in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord God. Hold this for you, Cap? How about you try walking? Okay. Try walking. You walk. Bend your knee, Cap. You can do it. Bend your knee. Yeah. Can you bend that knee? Yeah. Can I pray for it one more time, please? Yeah. Yeah. Lord God, she has taken an act of faith right now, Lord God, to take off this immobilizer. May you just bless this knee, Lord Jesus. Touch on this knee right now, Lord God. Send a flaming fire of healing throughout this knee, Lord Jesus. And may all the glory and praise in your name. And I bind up the spirit of pain, the spirit of disobedience who's making this knee not move in the name of Jesus Christ. Go now in the name of Jesus Christ. May she move freely, because this is a perfect vessel for God. Move now in the name of Jesus Christ. Go now in the name of Jesus Christ. you not long here. Go in the name of Jesus Christ and man before God. Have an angel touching touch his knee right now a flaming fire. You're ministering people. Just touch his knee right now and heal her right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Now. Heal her right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Now. Just love on this knee right now, Lord God. Love on this knee, Lord Jesus. Love on you want to try to Try bending it. I mean, bend it now. You got it, you got it. Come on, keep moving. Don't move. Keep moving on there. Keep walking. Walk. Keep moving. Keep walking. Keep walking
1: with Walking. Walk. Walk. Amen. Amen, church. <laughs> hey, That's God. the power that is in you. Hallelujah. See, there are, there are healings that haven't taken place yet. But you got to keep on praying. you got to keep on believing because you have power over sickness. You have power over disease. You have a name that is above every name. The Holy Spirit in you has given you power. He's going to allow you to speak to that mountain. He's going to allow you to speak to that cancer, to that disease, to that sickness. He has given you dominion. It doesn't matter how bad it get, gets or how bad it looks. God can change that situation for your good. God can heal in the worst situations. It does not matter what you encounter, but what matters is your faith and that you have a revelation of your identity. Your identity is that you are God's kids and that he loves you and he's looking to heal you. He's looking to free you. Glory to God. Just praise God for a second. Five people need to start praying over that sick person that is in their life right now. We need to start praying right now that God does that miracle. Praise God. See, we, we can really start growing in Christ. And even at a young age, I saw some amazing things. I didn't even understand the whole Bible. But it, it's not about your age but it's about how far you're willing to go with God. See, my life wasn't perfect. God used me knowing that I have stuff that I still needed to work on. Amen. There are pools from the world in my old life, and, and, and it was tough because sometimes... At church, it was a little lonely. I didn't have a family in church. You know, after even seeing all these great miracles and just being in the presence of God and in his spirit, I, I backslid. On my 21st birthday, I was back to drinking. In the next couple years of my life, I... Struggled. I was depressed. I hated myself. I was bounded back to the thing that I went out of. I forgot what God had done for me. I forgot how God used me. I forgot how good He was to me. I forgot that He freed me. I forgot about His goodness. I forgot about His love. I forgot that he was a loving father. I forgot that I was at a church that loved me. But one day, by the grace of God, he had mercy upon my life. I came to my senses, and I reached out to people at the church who didn't judge me. We need to be thankful for a church that loves us and welcomes us back with open arms. I started coming to church again. You know, I started upstairs. Then I, then I migrated to the, the back row downstairs. And I, little by little, I started getting closer to the front row, praise God. And, and I started helping out at church again. I became a sc- Sunday school teacher. I helped out on the buses. I started being more involved in church again. <clears throat> Praise God. I think even when I was back in church, I still had some of those pulls from the world. I'm just being real with you. I, I hope, I hope. I hope you can, I know you guys go through the same things. Look, I was insecure about some of the wrongs that I have done. And I I started really just condemning myself. and, And the devil just kept lying to me. And he kept feeding me lies and saying, well, maybe God hasn't really forgiven you. Maybe he can't use you anymore. You walked away from things that God really used you. How can God use you again? I can be pretty stubborn. Just ask my wife. Amen. You know, God was dealing with me, and he he had to send two women at our church to come speak to me within a week time frame. Sarah and Kim, they came and they, they, they talked to me and they said the same thing. They said, you got to straighten up. I believe that. We, we need to be reminded of that daily, sometimes weekly. And, 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 and they really just spoke into my life. And, and they said, he, he's really forgiven you. He's going to start using you again. You know what? He's going to heal you even though you don't feel like you're adequate enough to receive anything from him. Sometimes in life we just don't feel adequate. We don't feel like we've done enough good things for, us and for him to, to consider us that we are his child again. You know, I, I, I was dealing with these struggles, and I've done too much wrong for him to use me. I've done too much wrong for him to heal me. I've done too much wrong for him to be a father again in my life. But I believed those two women... That spoke into my life. I started praying again. I started reading my Bible again. I became more consistent with my walk with God. See, the Egyptians, when they came to the Red Sea and Pharaoh was behind them, they had forgotten what God has told them. And what God has done in their life. They forgot about the water turning into blood. They forgot about the frogs and lice and flies and the plague of the livestock. They forgot about the bulls and hail and locusts and darkness and the firstborn being killed. In Exodus 14.10 it says, The people of God lost faith and didn't believe God could come through. They didn't believe God is still able. They didn't believe him at his word. I can relate to this. As I stood there and I looked at the sea and I looked at my enemies, I could relate to that. But I needed God's power, and I needed his mercy and love to be in my life. We must not come to a place where we forget who God is, that he's full of mercy, amen, that he is love, and that he has forgiven us. We all need to be reminded of those things. See, we need to be reminded That he clothed himself in flesh to die upon a tree for us. Come on. He bled for us, church. He purchased us with his own blood. If he's willing to go that far, don't you think he's going to forgive you? Don't you think he's going to heal you again? Don't you think he's going to use you again? Don't forget about the fullness of God and his mercy and his love. See, in Exodus 14, 13, Moses said unto the people, Fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he shall show you today. God's telling me, as I wrote this message That he is going to perform a miracle in your life. Some of you are sick. And some of you don't believe that God can come through. But he's going to heal you. He is going to deliver you. He is going to free you. But what you need to do is stand right now. Because the word says, fear not. And stand still, and ye shall see his salvation. Who's willing to stand right now and just reach unto God and pray and say, God, I know you are able. I haven't forgotten that you are all powerful. I haven't forgotten about your goodness. Hallelujah. God, I believe that you are going to heal I believe that you are merciful. I believe that I'm going to stand on your word and see your salvation. Just clapping to God right now. Just praise Him right now and say, "God, I believe your word. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Luke 15, 11, you guys can have a seat. It said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a portion of goods that falleth unto me. And he divided unto them his living, and not many days after the younger son Gathered all together and took his journey into the far country, and there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a famine in that land, and he began to want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hard servants of my father's house have bread, enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I arise and go to my father's house and will say unto my father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired sons. We come to a point where I had made mistakes. Have walked away from God. I've seen his goodness. I've seen his love, but I messed up. I think we all have done that. That's why it says we need to confess our sins, and he's faithful and just to forgive us. See, we forget how good it was in the Father's house, how good we had it. See, the Son said, I will rise and go to my father's house and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. See, I believe he rehearsed this. He, he, he believed That he was just going to become a servant. He's going to live in the house outside the father's house. See, he he needed his father again. So he rehearsed these sayings as he came to his father's house. Father, I have sinned against heaven. And before thee, I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he repeated this over and over and over again until he reached the father's house. I believe there were still some doubts in his heart. And he probably forgot how good his father was to him. How forgiving he was. He rehearsed over and over again as he walked home. See, the weight of sin can make you believe a lie. It can make you believe that you are not good enough. See, but, but the father, he is so good that when he saw the son from far away, hallelujah, he ran to his son and fell on him and kissed him. The father probably thought, You thought I was going to make you a servant? No. Bring out the best robe. Get the ring. Get the ring out. Put shoes upon his feet. Let's welcome him back home with a feast. God didn't write you off, church. He didn't write you off. God is in the restoration business. He is here to restore you today. He's here to welcome you home. He's here to deliver you. You are not a servant, but you are a son. Don't think that you're a servant. But you are a child of God. If the musicians can come up here, I'm going to get ready to call altar call. See, these two women that came to me and and they talked to me and they told me the same things. I I, I knew it was from God. I, I knew they didn't. Didn't didn't talk with one another as they came to me. See, I, I believed that God could, could forgive me because his word says that. But I, I didn't really believe that he could, he could heal me. I didn't believe that he could use me again. I was just really scared at that point that they told me the same thing. I was. I believe I had to straighten up. I believe that I need to start doing the right things in my life. Over the next couple months, God started dealing with me again. And I started getting serious about living for God. I started to believe that God could use me again. I started to trust him again. And I I just let the word speak for itself that he is a good father to me, that he has forgiven me, and that his blood is enough. Hallelujah. That blood on that cross was enough for me, and that he has forgiven me. And he started dealing with me again. He said, I'm going to start using you. And we're just going to play one last video. And God is just so merciful. He is so good. We know we have no power in our flesh. I can't do these things. But by his spirit, he can do it. He can do it in Salem. Yeah. You should praise God for that because he can do it in Salem. He, you, don't wait. Don't think that this stuff only happens in China or Africa. As you, as you watch this video, pay attention to her voice. This lady couldn't even speak. Jayla, if you can play that video, please. Alright, Scott help me out. It's already going. Hey, what's up, guys? Just out here talking. Um, Come over here. <laughs> yeah. More okay, so her her voice is hurting, and she can't speak.
2: And basically, this is free. And how, what, how, how bad is your pain? One through ten?
1: Not that bad. <laughs> Give me a number. One through ten. I got two. two? Okay. Put your hand out like this. Come over here. Or right, just stay in there, okay?
2: be open no more pain now okay
1: oh.
2: Oh 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 told you it was real <laughs> <laughs> told you you got hey, to
1: pause the video you guys hey, come her here.
2: come here yeah. really was, was was her
1: voice hurting all day
2: yeah yes no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: see, now no, now start i told you
0: I told you it was real, no. uh, Brandi. I told you. I told you it was real. Oh oh <laughs> what well, happened? You
1: missed it? Yeah, he just—yeah, just, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I didn't know him uh, no. Stop hey, the video. Hey, you guys have any? Visible- See, God gives you a second chance. See, God uses imperfect people. If He can use Paul, who was a murderer and a persecutor of the church he can use you. If Peter, who walked on water and got the coin out of the fish's mouth, but he denied Christ three times, but God still used him on the day of Pentecost, we know there's forgiveness in his blood. If David, who was a king, a man after God's own heart, can commit murder, and he can commit adultery, but God can still restore him. He can restore us. I want to tell somebody that God isn't waiting for you to get everything right before he is your father again, but he is waiting for you to be like the prodigal son and come home Come home, church. I'm gonna be your father. He says. Trust the process and where he has you in your life. I'm gonna ask the church to stand as we get ready for altar call. We all need God. We all gotta trust that we're in the plane of God we got to trust that process. The altars are open right now. If you need healing, come to the altar. If you need forgiveness, come to the altar. If you need a touch from God, come to the altar because he is able. Ministry staff, pray. The spirit inside you. Is gonna do these things. God has said every gift and calling, it is without repentance. God's calling you today.